West Limerick 102. The following is the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 22nd of March 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Christy Kelly and Councillor Jerome Scanlon as this is the podcast of County Views. The phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Good evening, listeners. It is Wednesday evening once again, and a wet day it was indeed. And... Yesterday was a cold wet day here in West Limerick, and as the old folks used to say, March of many weathers. And I'm joined tonight by Christy Kelly from Temple Glen Tyne, Councillor Jerome Scanlon, Independent Councillor, and Tom Ryan, the, our usual man on the block. And my name is Pat O'Donovan. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, your local community radio station broadcasting from Newcastle West program is called County Views. It goes out every Wednesday night live, meaning you can call us in and we'll talk to you tonight. Any message, any text, anything you want us to talk about on 069-66200 or 087-166-9800. That is 069-66200 or 087-166-9800. And Jerome and I were down at a, co- at a meeting in Templeton this evening, a little earlier. Uh, local economic and community plan for Limerick City and County, socio-economic statement of high-level goals, and have your say at a public meeting tonight. A nice little turnout of people. So basically, uh, the, the county council and city council would like your views on all matters related to your area: positive, negatives and suggestions in any matter. That was in Temple Clanton and the Devonian Hotel this evening at 7 o'clock, and still ongoing, I assume, maybe. And a day or tomorrow night in the Woodlands on when Thursday night, 23rd, that is also at 7 p.m. in the Woodlands Hotel tomorrow evening. And anybody interested in your local community, which you should be, of course, you are, I recommend that you should attend that quite interesting and quite informative and quite worthwhile. And things are lively on the news and the items and uh, um, we'll talk. We had the case of a court case there with Patrick Quirk, I think, so that is still before the court, so I don't know whether we can comment on that or not. Nothing best said. So I would just say on the LECP that you mentioned, I would go so far as to say that it's essential that community community groups attend these events. Because you, you're into those, uh, I hate these abbreviations, Jerome. You, you, you're familiar you described it as a local economic group. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I the LECP is. I, I yeah. prefer them spelled out. I and that's probably that's probably why people don't attend because they don't know what it is. You, know, you put it in a nutshell when you described it. That's the size which you have to spell them out. It, it was very worthwhile, and as we said, to then again tomorrow evening it's at the top in the woodlands. And I suppose if you don't have your say, there's no point in sitting back criticising the council or any other council if you don't go to. Are wondering, meetings. are wondering why your community didn't get money. 
or whatever it is. Yeah. So that is tomorrow evening. There's a meeting of what is it again, Jerome? The LECP. Yes. Give us the full local economic community uh, group at seven o'clock in the Woodlands House Hotel tomorrow mm-hmm. evening. Now, don't say you haven't been told, folks, and we recommend anyone with an interest in your local areas, you should attend that. <coughs> Christy Kelly, you're very well, <laughs> welcome as well. Thank you, Now, I suppose the news of the day is this eviction thing. Will they or <coughs> won't they? And it was passed in the Dáil vote tonight that uh, evictions, as outlined originally, will take place. I am not over familiar, I suppose none of us is, whatever amendments or creaks or squeaks or whatever adjustments they're making, maybe somebody might know about them, I don't know about them, but basically to most people that are in the rented house business, that are, rented, that are tenants in a house, and you've got your eviction notices, and they will take effect on the date you receive them. That is the sad thing for people renting houses, Christy. Yes, uh, this motion was brought by Sinn Féin, uh, of course, and and supported by other parties and uh, six independents, I believe, tonight. Um, Yeah, I, I... Agree with the the spirit of the motion, yes, uh, because uh, people can be p- paying their rents and uh, get a notice to, to to move out that the landlord might be developing the house or renovating it or selling it or whatever. But at the end of the day, when they move out, maybe somebody else will be going at a higher rent, and uh, th- these things are happening. And uh, like you have, oh, I can see if people are reneging on their rents, but like with the way the rents are going now, they're so exorbitant. It's hard to see how people can afford them. But I, I agree with the spirit of the of the motion, but I still consider it a little bit hypocritical of Sinn Féin, this, this motion, because um, if you if you think back, uh, this housing crisis, we had, we had a surplus of housing going back, say, 10, 12 years ago after the, the crash, and they were knocking houses because there was too many in the country, and now there's not enough. And this this crisis is building up for the last few years, and there's like twelve thousand families um, without uh, homeless at the moment. And we say Sinn Fein are okay. They're, they seem to be they seem to be everything for everybody at the moment, and they seem to have money for everything. They're on about this housing, but yet they see no problem bringing a hundred thousand people into this country every year, extra every year. This is what is supposed to be coming in. I have no problem with immigration. Uh, it's, it's a good thing and, uh, if, if it if it's, uh, adds positivity to the country. But this housing, uh, but yet Sinn Féin thinks that can be housing for everybody. But on the other hand, then they're allowing, they're saying no problem with 100,000 people coming into this country. And many of them are, um, there are certain amounts of them that are, it's, they're economic migrants, I would think. And uh, it's it should be on a needs basis as far as I'm concerned, immigration, because, okay, we there are wonderful people from other countries coming in here. They're coming into the healthcare system. They're doctors, nurses, consultants, and they're badly needed. And, and those, those are the people we need, and they're, work, they're working in retail and in the buildings and all that, and they're contributing greatly to society. But it's more of those we should be encouraging in. Uh, Jerome, if we could stick to the evictions yes. and, and what's before us at the moment well some people are going to be chucked out I, the, yeah 
som såkallade landlords, det kallade dem. Det är inte blev att gå back to the house, för de kunde inte position av in some cases. De gjorde det då, så de wanted to move in themselves, så det är kind of a catch-22. There are several facets to this thing. And the, the government made themselves a hostage to fortune the day they put a close a, a sale by date on it. In my view, the, it's being lifted somewhat early. They should have thought this thing through on day one. And were they going to have accommodation for people at, uh, at the point where the ban was lifted? We're lifting the ban on Saturday of next week. And the housing situation, or the, the availability of housing is actually... There's a greater scarcity uh, now than there was when they brought it in. So that, Pat, does not make sense in my book. We also have the issue of dereliction. Uh, oddly, the Minister, Minister O'Brien, reminded me of nobody today, but a hare at a coursing meeting when he was nearing the escape and he saw the dog's teeth. We got a memo from him about what they were and what they were not going to do. But we've got nothing for the last nine months while we had this ban or whatever length of time. So it's not, the, 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 the problem is going to get worse, Pat, in my view, rather than improve. There is no housing out there and we're tied up in bureaucracy. There was 30 houses allocated here in DC Manor before Christmas. And some of the allocates are still living in HAP-supported properties because community welfare, which operated very effectively here from Newcastle West, was centralised by this very government that we're discussing with regard to the, the lifting of, of, of the ban, uh, shifted to Tume. And they didn't have the staff in Tume to service the needs of the people. There are people up there that have been given houses and they're still, as I said, they're, really, they're paying rent in the house that they've been allocated and the state is paying HAP on another property. There are several of them. So, you know... Uh, in my view, and I've said it so many times, housing is an insurmountable mess, and a lot of it goes back, but we have to deal with the present and work into the future. Tom? Well, I mean, evictions, it's a, it's a nasty word, isn't it, you know, and um, great, that our history in that area is not good. I, I feel very sorry for people that are facing evictions. There are, as Jerome has rightly said, there are a lot of angles to this problem. The most angles and the most people to blame are the minister and the government, plus the local authorities, the CEOs of the local authorities, who are an absolute disgrace. The way they've handled this for the last 10, it's going to be, we said 10 years at least, they've, they've been talking about housing talking about housing every day every every brief and every budget every every conference it's all about housing and there's no house being there's very little housing houses been built and we could build houses in this country when there wasn't a shilling there and so it's a break it's a total breakdown of incompetence within within the department of the environment but certainly within the local authorities. And to hear yesterday that the, our CEOs of the county councils and the urban councils and or, or sit, were in Dublin looking at uh, being quizzed by the, a committee of Dáil deputies, another talking shop, when like the audacity of them and, and, and the cheek of them to, they have they have a they have a duty to provide local services. That duty should be examined and driven by our local authorities and by our local 
elected councillors, not by TDs above the doll talking, looking for airspace on the television. And these officials that are that are masquerading as CEOs and getting huge money and pensions and only, waver, only waiting to move on to greener pastures, like are being allowed to dictate and allowed like not do their duties. And they're being allowed to do that by the local government and by our local county councillors in Limerick. And to, and to read this week, where well, Limerick City and County Council and one of those 20, 30 comp- companies that they have, that they have uh, created are going to borrow 340 million euros in order to for the dress up and for to extend a white elephant land zone into uh, some kind of a, a, I don't know what they're going to do with it, but, it, but they're, they're allotting 340 million now in 2023. No houses been built, houses that are there are boarded up. People out in the streets at night time, families with no place to go. And our councillors will sit around the table and listen and allow a county council executive to borrow, to create companies, borrow millions. I say it at the moment, it's estimated there must be a billion euros of debt on the horizon for Limerick City County Council on these projects alone, and no house has been built. That is a natural a disgrace and should be, shouldn't be tolerated. And these people, what should be done to them is there should be protests inside in O'Connell Street in Limerick, and those people should be fired out of their jobs that Trusting. they have. I want to stick to the what's happened mm-hmm. today in the right. dog, if we could. Well, I, I, to, to me... And the people who will be chucked out of their homes, some people have been in houses for 20 years, 15 years and so forth, and with the amount of red tape now attached to it, and people, <coughs> if you want to give notice to somebody if they're a long time, I think in some cases you have to give notice for up to six months. Well, I had a six lady. Six months' notice. I, I had a lady contact me last week. Now, this lady wouldn't have been, uh, you know, she wouldn't have been very forward in terms of applying for local authority housing support. Okay, so she'd been a tenant, obviously tro- supported by her own means for eighteen years. Okay, and she's not, you know, she's more or less my own age, I would think. And she was told the house is now sold as soon as the now she had no formal. Uh, she had no formal notification that I'm aware of. The house is now sold, so be ready to move. Where does the lady go? She was told, basically, by the owner of the property, yeah. that I've now sold the house. She never got any official notice that I'm aware of uh, to the residential tenancies board or whomsoever advising yeah. her of that. Now, somebody is, I won't say they'll be disappointed, but uh, people have actually decided that they're buying the house and there's a deposit paid in the house but it, it would seem that uh, the owner of the property yeah. isn't familiar with the law lives abroad regards, lives abroad yeah not familiar with mm-hmm. it obviously mm-hmm. the lady herself the tenant mm-hmm. isn't obviously too familiar either so uh, I think she, she's well, entitled to about six months notice in that she, case with yeah, her but obviously you know that is that really is an acute need. Yeah. I would describe yeah. describe yeah. as an acute need. And there's another in not too far from here, and you know the properties. The council there were vacant properties, vacant because the people that mortgaged them originally back in eight and nine in the heady steamy days disappeared, and eventually 
they were acquired compulsorily by the council. The council put them on the market and they bought houses achieved a good price. But because, and that had to be, that had to be uh, come by the local municipal area by way of disposal notice. It came before, one of them came before us last April. And we've gone from April, almost to April again, from the time we agreed to dispose of it. And the purchaser of that house has now decided because the bank that was providing him with the facility uh, got thorny, interest rates went up and whatever in the meantime, and it's back for disposal again. So yeah. here we are, and the very same with the second house. In the case of the second house, one party was nominated on the disposal notice, and when it came to the bank, we warned Lynn to Pat O'Donovan his own, it has to be Pat and Mary O'Donovan. And all that has to come back a second time. So that'll be before us at the April meeting. Yeah. And that sale was agreed a year and a half ago. So Trist those two houses, Pat, are yeah. empty for that length of time. Trist We're tied we'll up in knots. In we'll hang ourselves in red tape. Well, that is red tape in, in anything in regards to regards yeah. housing and planning and all that. We, we, we all <laughs> know that. And, 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 and we'll say the, the cost of it to the, the, the we'll say people that are trying to build houses or renovate houses mm -hmm. or whatever, the, the delays, the, the delay time is unreal and, and the costs are rising. Mm -hmm. and, and so all of these externals have to be paid first before a, a shovel is used. And it's, it's adding enormous yeah. money to people. There is a report. We're going back, sorry, going back to this yeah. uh, this debate today, I will say we have been hearing, as the other two gentlemen have said, about different reports about housing and housing for all and housing for everyone and all of this carry on, all these slogans that the government put out and still nothing being done. In reality, really nothing being done. And... Uh, Suddenly, the, in the last day or so, they came up with this mishmash of words to try and get this uh, this bill, this uh, Sinn Féin motion defeated this evening. And uh, that's all it is, it's just a mishmash of words, because like, how if they can do all these things overnight, why hadn't they been done for the last few years? All of those were there already, Christy. They've only rehashed them that's and, and regurgitated them. And, and make them make look good. I was yeah. listening to Dennis Nocton here tonight, like, you know, <coughs> swear, and like, he, he can stand up anyway because he didn't stand in for an election the mm -hmm. next time. And uh, he's he talking pure rubbish, really, to be honest. Now, just on the Creek Corner grant, the concept is very, very good for the renewal of towns and villages. If the property is vacant for more than two years, if it has been acquired through a derelict scheme, you can get up to 50,000 of a grant towards renewing the house. But the problem is, you've got to do the work on the house before you can draw down the grant. Now, I know of a house where there needed to be a spend of about... So, Jerome, is that, no, no, let me finish, Pat. that only is proper that no, you should no, do no, the before you no, no, get no, the money? No, 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 hold on a minute now. In this particular case, there was a cost of about 160,000, okay? The, the purchaser of the house, if we're trying to renew the villages, we've got to help people. I, there was a cost of about 160000 in one, one particular case. And the, that money that was to come uh, had to be a, a part of that budget. So if somebody can produce or provide two-thirds of the money, surely they can um, uh, even monitor the work being completed and give the other money so that the work is done. Otherwise, people will have spent money on something, won't be able to finish it, 
and it'll be sitting there and we'll have the same problem all over again. The reason I came in on your day was because some years ago I, I, I was involved in the sale of a property yeah. and the, the guy, he got a loan of about 100000 from mm-hmm. the bank to yeah. up his house. Mm-hmm. But he was a, a, an alcoholic. He drank it. He drank the whole yeah. lot of it. Yeah, yeah. And then the house went up for sale. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I thought it was... I well, always say funny, Tom, you know, well, that you give out the money just like that but, and yeah, but it, it, expect but, him to yeah. do it, you know. It, it appears but, like that in, it, in the end 22 again, yeah. With all these schemes and these, um, and these you know, uh, incentives, we call them, for, to encourage people to do our properties that are, uh, that are, are needed. To, it appears that the red tape and uh, the whole system that you apply and the payment of it, you know, it appears to be very confusing. With no, with kind of only all talk about it again and huge delays across the board. And that has to the, it has to everything. It has to the cost, it has to the legal, you know, the, I mean, the legal charges on it. And at the end of the day, it's very, it's very slow. I mean, building houses is not rocket science. In any walk of life, people have built houses. People with no knowledge of building have built houses. I mean, and like, and, to be honest about it, that we're listening for the local, and you kind of cut me off there while you go, Pat, and you, you mentioned that that, uh, that we went away from the evictions. This is all part of that. Mm-hmm. The, the, the evictions on, on themselves, we have to look at how do we solve the problem of evictions and how do we avoid them? That's the point that I want to make. Not not you, you can keep talking about evictions I mean, forever, but this, the problem to be solved. And the people that have been paid to solve it are not doing their job. That is, that's the real yeah. issue here. And the people that we elect to ensure that they do the job are not doing their job either. So it's like a cat falling his tail. And it's all talk and there's nothing being done. And this is the, this is the whole situation. And, uh, I mean, it is definitely a, a huge problem between the local authority and the department of the environment. One blaming the other and they all tell lies and bluffing. You're 100% and I'll add another 10 to it. In the case of uh, a few years ago, that particular case that I'm speaking about, that person would have got a bridging loan down at the credit union for many one of the banks. They can't be had now. So, you know, it, it's, the whole thing has gone mad. That's one, one side to it. Can't, can't get a bridging loan. The banks won't give out a mortgage now. They won't give out a mortgage on either of those properties because they don't want to lend on them, the two that I'm talking about. And yet we need those for people to live in so that the rented properties that they are occupying at the moment come back into use for someone else. But and so long yeah. as that goes on, Tom, but we're going nowhere with this. But why didn't Jerome, why didn't uh, our, our the government and, 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 and our elected representatives not, not highlighting this issue? You know, I mean, the banks I see where they have, where they have, I think, a couple of hundred people now written up for over a million euros of, of, of loans. We've been a, a bank that was what we call owned by the people, if you mind. You know, when I hear that, I mean, I, 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 it's AIB, the people's it, bank. AIB, people's bank. And to be honest about it, like, I mean, it appears to be all talk, confusion, and red tape, and legal. Like avenues that camp and as you said, the market situations like have been tied up, and you know you have to go through it. all sorts and, of hopes. And, and I'll just give you an example of the way time is wasted. <coughs> My time is wasted. <coughs> I'm ha- handling several cases, but one in particular with a lot called Pepper, based down in Shannon. They're vultures. Yeah, I had them. They're giving a terrible time to several people. I had that. Yeah. Now I had a phone call ring, some ring a number 
I ring a number, I'm 40 minutes on the phone. They won't put me through to anybody in charge. They'll ring back. Yesterday, I got a message from, this is no name. Could you ring me on 0818 something or other? I ring back. A lady, a very pleasant lady, answered the phone. Oh, I can't put you through. Who are you calling about? I said, somebody left a message. Would you put an email up on the system internally there to tell that person I returned the call? Can't do that. I won't do that. I can't do that. Could you put me on to your, your supervisor? The supervisor won't take calls. This is where our elected Eroctus members are leaving us downtown. I, as a councillor, can do nothing about them unless I go down to Shannon and put a picket outside. And I probably won't be able to identify where they operate out of. So they're probably in some corner in Shannon that nobody is aware of. And that it's those people that I really feel strongly for, people that are under enormous pressure to pay back loans that are, in my view, quite easily serviced. And in some cases, they're paying a lot more than they should be, paying interest rates at 75 and 8%. These people are salting them, and there should be legislation against those um, those um, uh, companies. There are several of them out there. There's one involved in a, in a case above, in not too far away, yeah. one of the villages outside the town, where a, a vulture fund actually owns the site now, and nothing is being done about it. And when I take it up with their election inside Tom the council, Ryan. oh, they can't tell me because of the law. Tom Ryan and I and the panel here at the time the vultures came in, we highlighted time and again, mm. and I, from my professional point of view, mm -hmm. stated that those properties should have been, at that time, sold to each individual. Yes. They would have made probably double the price mm -hmm. of what the vultures paid, which would have been still a very small price for the private people buying <coughs> them. <coughs> but it's the governmental responsible. The government and sold them. Yes, and I, I, don't know, I don't know if you heard it or not, but I did. The minister of the day said the vultures did a great job. They preyed on the carcasses of dead beasts out in the prairies. Where was, he, was, where was that minister from? Not too far from here. Yeah. Where was he from? We're not naming him, but not too you know, far but from where, here. Where, I'm asking you, where was he from? Limerick. Where he represented Limerick. Limerick. Yes, 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 yes. Well, we all know him. Well, you, you should name him as well, because that's what he actually said at the time, Tom. Yeah. Well, you see, this no? is the point, Pat. And he was our finance And the thought, was, the thought was a wonderful he, thing. He, he was, was a, a, with a huge majority every, at every election. Anybody, any any half-person yeah. tuned in at all would know that it was off the walls. Well, it was a shocking situation that we found ourselves in, that our, that our government and, that, and that our ministers uh, in, in, in finance and environment uh, allow this and, and allow the banks even they're still they're still taking uh, offers and and, and giving <laughs> accounts to vultures they're still doing it of the two banks that are now the pillar banks as they call themselves they're still giving they're still letting loans off to but, uh, but uh, sure these, uh, vultures, uh, these vultures were yeah. invited in by that said minister yeah. we're, we're, we didn't name yeah. uh, plus but another limerick man that yeah. you know well yeah. And and they were actually invited into this country. They're selling their loan book for between 15 and 30% of its value. So if Tom Tom Ryan has a delinquent loan in there for 100,000, if you're a vulture pet, you'll probably buy it for somewhere okay. between 15 and 30 grand. Yeah. And then you'll come after Tom, Tom. for the whole lot. In the heavies. Yeah. For the whole yeah, lot, yeah. Right. But heavy, you know. Yeah. And, and 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 this is this is a fact, like so. I mean, all this creates a huge and, problem. And you and Tom, I think, made the point about the big ones. The vultures won't take on the big fish. They won't yeah. take on the shark, but they'll take the herring out of it. And you're the herring in this. Small ones, yes. yeah. yeah. 
and also it's appalling that it's allowed to continue. We elected people in Wedenoghadaganta, but I know again, from, and Jerome knows from his being uh, county council dealing with all the people, I from a national point of view know as well, that some of those, the pressure that some of those people have been un- under and the threats they receive have led on to suicide. They can't sleep at night in some cases. Yes, but suicide also in some that cases. That has happened too. And can't sleep at night as well. It's mm. absolutely appalling what people are going through because the government sold those to vultures when the, it would have been much better, much wiser and better for the country financially if they had sold them through the proper... After proper we had channels. bailed out the banks to the, the tune of 64 billion plus. <clears throat> yeah, sure, I can't disagree with that. That's what has happened. The, the vultures were allowed in. They bought, got up these properties at a knockdown price. Okay, and Christy, just like the medical companies. And, and, and not alone that, they, they, they sold them back, I think, to the government in places like for quadruples of the... Of the what just paid like the medical well, situation today, where the lady in Clon Mel on a big payout again. And there's nobody held responsible at government level for the, for the incumbents to just walk away with big pensions. It's up to 10 o'clock, folks, on Wednesday night. This program is repeated tomorrow at half past 11 until 1 o'clock. Tomorrow, Thursday, and we'll back to you after the ad break. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limwick 102 FM on the 22nd of March 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Christy Kelly and councillor Jerome Scanlon as this is the podcast of County Views the phone lines and text lines are now closed please do not phone or text otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors Limerick and Newcastle West for all your legal requirements phone 061 314 948 Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors tod.ie Welcome back, listeners. You're joined to West Limerick 102 FM, broadcasting from Newcastle West, your local community radio station. This program is called County Viewers, going out every Wednesday night from half past 9 until 11, and repeated tomorrow morning, half past 11 to 1. On the panel tonight is Christy Kelly of Temple Glanton, Councillor Jerome Scanlon, Independent Councillor for the Newcastle West, uh, Abbeyfield Municipal District, and Tom Ryan, of course, our weekly panellist and former manager of the Limerick Senior Holding Team. Um, just a couple of little notes here before we move on. The Way of the Cross will take place at Knockfield at 3 p.m. on this uh, Friday, next Friday, two days' time. That's the Way of the Cross at 3 p.m. That is with the Indian community living in the West, the Midwest area. So there'll be a large gathering there and there is a uh, welcome to all and sundry and everybody is welcome to take part and join in on that as well. 
and that is leaving the rambling house at three o'clock also i have a number of message texts messages in here from the people of cahill mile thank you pat for the wonderful night last sunday night at the rambling house it was super 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 and uh, their names as i would have difficulty uh, pronouncing and indeed uh, it was a memorable night and we had seven of them singing and their songs sounded beautiful they were very very lively and i had no idea what they were saying but it sounded very good good and they were wonderful and, uh, and from my point of view equally it was wonderful and to give them the opportunity to come out of Cahar Mile to be taken out as they're obviously confined in that space thousands of miles from their home where their homes and towns and cities have been bombarded and blown out of it it's the least we can do to make life as helpful as it could be for them as smooth as it can be for them so that's that bit, as I said, and um, Christy, I see in local news, recent news there, where a person was up for assault and threatening, threatening behaviour and made very serious threats. And, and he now is uh, dressed as a female and he has been put into Limerick prison and there's some objections and people don't like it that a person who was a male and who decided he was a female by his dress if i'm quoting it correctly and he's now in limerick prison among the female departments they still seem to have a, a division they can still recognize male and females in some places all the time it would seem well, we had, as far as I'm concerned, okay, you're, you're, a person themselves, they're in their feeling, they may not feel happy in the body they're in, they're, they're, okay, you might be a male, but you feel like you're more female, but biologically, you are a male, and to all intents and purposes, that's what you are. You may have inner feelings of, of, of being different, but that is it. But but still, no. Like it, uh, if you're if you're you are a male and a female, you are a male, and it isn't right that they should be allowed mix in. I think you know. They, if anything, may, maybe give, have a separate quarter for them or something like that. Not that they wouldn't be in with males that pro proclaim to be full males. will say, but maybe separate them that way and give them a bit of a chance that way. But definitely not mixing with females. I think that's my opinion. Yeah, well, I wouldn't agree with having a second quarter for them or a separate quarter for them. Born a male, remain a male. That would be my view. Well, yeah, but they might have inner feelings now, Jerome. Look, uh, we have to be a bit open. Maybe, and people maybe. may have. A, well, I'm, look, I don't. We, we know I, people like that. Christy, are, I don't know. consider myself prudish. I know. But I, I, I feel maybe he's in the wrong place. Maybe he should be somewhere else up near Mulgrave Street. You know, it just sounds as though there's a serious problem here. Tom. Yeah, well, this is um, a reoccurring situation now across the board in all realms, even in sport. It's been uh, a real uh, debate there going on over, over the past uh, some years now. And we've had uh, people that were uh, males now, uh, they were uh, contesting um, female in it went into the, the Olympics, and there's a huge debate about it. This situation is uh, is very very serious as well, and I certainly would would believe that um, that he shouldn't that he shouldn't be allowed to for to go into the women's section, and I think that should be that 
that situation should be addressed at the judicial, at the trial, and the judge that made a decision, you know, on that. Like, I think myself that this is, again, like everything else, is left open, and it's left open to debate and to different people's opinions, and it goes into an argument, and it could end up back in court again. And I think that uh, that the judge, in this instance, this particular individual, what, what, uh, was was a, ser- a serious assault, I think, anyway. Mm. And, uh, or, serious, uh, yeah. Yes, and uh, for to have, for to just then, because he decided that he would then dress in women's clothing, and uh, this has happened a few times. And even, uh, you know, I read of a case that recently where they had a wife in particular, like uh, it happened to her, she had been assaulted, seriously assaulted, and raped, and uh, by her husband. And then he decided that uh, he'd be, that he'd be a woman, and she said this was only a, a really and truly a joke, and it was only a, a, a really a way to get out of the situation and to get a, a linear sentence. So I believe that he should have been, uh, he, he, he was a man, and in this instance he should remain in that category anyway. We had a case in Scotland only recently, it was caused very high profile, and I think Thomas can maybe refer to that one there, and the wife of the man-woman in question, when, she, when his wife heard that I believe to somebody else he'd raped, that wasn't the wife or whatever, but the wife passed a comment to his former wife, I suppose, that she nearly collapsed laughing when she heard it, like it was the biggest kind of all time that he decided now he was a woman, so he was dressed in women's clothes, so he was put into the, so it's, a, it's by dress, it looks like decisions are made nowadays. But I believe there was such a kick up in Scotland over that that he was put back into the male prison part of it. Well, Pat, we've gone totally farcical. It's he, she, we, and they now. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Life doesn't get anything easier. Now, what are the panel's opinions on reports that the Dutch on Super Trawler RV Mark Iris fishing off the Cockery coast this week? This ship has dragged nets up to one kilometre long. The Irish Freedom Party has reported on occasions that Ireland gets less than 20% of fish from our waters and 200 billion euros worth of our fish has been taken from our waters by foreign ships since Ireland joined the EU. Should the Irish government do more to protect Irish fishing source resources and protect our own fishermen, fishermen's interests? Michael Conway and Croke. Michael, I have often passed comment on that. The farmers and farmers got a lot of money from the EU, but we give out far, far more than we got in, in, in the value of our fish that has been shipped away. It was one, the, uh, one of yet another great disaster for our Irish government. And furthermore, I was in Dingle on one particular Sunday evening, some couple of years ago, and this big ship came in with fish and there were equally big, long 40-foot containers with all French European number plates. And the cranes lifted the fish in their big box, packed mm-hmm. and everything, mm-hmm. lifted it up and straight into the lorries. It didn't even hit Irish soil, the fish, straight off to Europe. And the, the English called the fish and port, is it? It is. Does yeah. it even do the and fish even hit the place? Does it? You probably have more Spaniards in Dingle than you have in any other part of the country because mainly Spanish uh, trawlers. Spanish trawlers coming in, in and Spanish lorries taking the fish yeah. away. Yeah. 
Christy, I think you'll be familiar with that disaster uh, of what uh, we saw sell out of our fishing sure, rights. Sure, of, of course. Appalling. Say, Appalling. The, the fishing industry was sacrificed. When we joined the EU, the fishing industry was sacrificed for, for the agriculture. Back in Jack's time. And, 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 and now, to be honest, uh, I suppose agriculture is getting, is getting a hit now because of so-called climate change and the Brazilians can supply... Uh, all the all the beef that they wanted, but the Irish people, Irish farmers can't, and and we'll say our population is increasing. We are told it will be an extra million by in twenty years' time. At the rate it's going, it will be in probably less, and <coughs> they will need food. Yet our farmers are told to cut back production and cut herd size and do this and do that. And sure, it's it's totally illogical. Like I know a person who, who works in. Um, the business in 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 Dingle actually, and there are times that when they're they're on short of fish, they're on short of fish in Dingle, they actually have to import fish, and it's a crazy situation. So like it's 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 allowed. It's going on, and we had the all these. We had this Joey Morton above in Donegal and all. Mm-hmm. He was the head of the, the kidney bags and yeah. all of this, and he fighting for the fishermen over the years, like, and looking for processing facilities and nothing done. Like the fish are fish are basically f- free; they don't have to be fed or anything like that. They're there and and they've been just given away. And like we could have a, a, a mighty fishing industry here if if it was looked after properly. If the same thing was put into this, put into agriculture, we. We'd be billionaires. But it has been sold off. We can't, yes. we can't have it now. I know, sure, but that's, that's what it's it is. Gone. And every government have successively, uh, all of them have been chipping away at it and giving away more and more of it. And, and at this stage now, the, the farmers' incomes have been cut from you, you as well, Jerome. Sure. Uh, yeah, that, and that is a given because we're considered to be, you know, proportionately much better off than other countries yeah, in yeah. Europe. And while while that's the case, you know, we're not going to get as large a, sh- a slice of the cake as we got in the past. And a lot of it went to, to cap to agriculture, and Tom will be the expert on that. And, of uh, course, we're also paying more to Europe now than we're getting back into yes, Europe. Yes, yeah, and that's going to continue so long as we have the cash flow to, to meet it from the corporates. Tom? So... Well, I mean, the fishing industry, I suppose, is, is in disarray, really, and listen to the, listen to the trial runners there and um, the people at uh, in, in Kiribati and the fishing ports. They're all, they're all of the one voice that, are, that they have been let down badly. I'm not too familiar with the, with the fishing, how, they, how we give away the fishing to the extent that it appears to be given away. I'm not, certainly, I... I, 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 I I'm puzzled by the whole what we had to gain by like by letting the the, the factory trawlers of Spain and France come in and clean out the waters of of our I mean healthy fishing area. You know we are we are an island. We should have been able to able to build on our fishing industry like like all the islands that are on the coast of Europe. And to be honest about it, like uh, how it happened, I'm I can't I don't know, and I don't know what what stupid arrangement they came to, like that they, that they, that they sacrificed so so much of our fish, you know, and like and then left left the whole industry tied up in in impacted the whole industry. It's it's a rough, it's a hard hard end. 
I'm living in the fishing industry. You know, I often think about it when they go out there and go out there in the mornings all all year round, you know, I mean, for, for paltry amounts of fish. And then when they came into inlands and our inland fisheries, they stopped all salmon, they stopped everything, like, I mean, from being, from being caught. And, and, you know, the restriction on it is, is absolutely outrageous. And when, when as, as the actual agriculture now has been drawn into it, with the agriculture and the farming industry, like, that has expanded and there's a huge amount of people working in the industry now. It's a very, very well-structured, well, it's a, good, it's a good foundation there. But the cost factor now for the producer is absolutely outrageous. You know, I mean, this in the last two months now, um, milk has been dropped probably about 15 to 16 cents a litre. So people that were that had expanded and that had, like, were basing their expansion plans on on what their income are in for a real are in for a real a real shock now because the the inputs are gone sky high. They haven't come down at all. The uh, the costs like are rising every day. And what they're getting for the milk now is an absolute... And, I mean, the beef's not too bad at the moment, but, again, the cost factor there is very, very high as well. But the milk is, is actually hitting really low. It's gone, it's gone very bad. And we'll, go, and we'll go down, unless that our representatives in the IFA will wake up. And they should be well aware to this, you know, that, 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 and, and, that, and they shouldn't have allowed it, the co-ops, but uh, I thought that that the law there's there's a law now about it. You can't you you can't combine. They can't. But they all drop the same thing. They all drop six cents in January, and they drop six cents or seven cents again in February from February milk, the dearest time of the year to reduce milk. So wow. so this is going to be a, a very difficult year for family mm-hmm. now. It seems it seems incredible. It seems seems incredible to me. Like at at the moment, as you know, you have the multi, you have the the big co-ops and 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 say, the big farmers being <coughs> bigger and the small ones are are being wiped out. But going back, say even t- nearly twenty years ago, like you had creameries around in every parish, and every creamery employed four or five men. And they, they were four or five, there were four or five families, yeah. and they all made butter and they all produced mm-hmm. everything, and and everyone seemed to be quite happy. And 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 and, and like at that time, you had a, you had a farmer with maybe one tank of milk going to the creamery or something like that, and 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 and, and it was all working out. But now the the co-ops, Sikom and Schultz, County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limwick 102 FM on the 22nd of March 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Christy Kelly and Councillor Jerome Scanlon as this is the podcast of County Views. The phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948.
Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Now, folks, welcome back. Uh, back to my screen here, Con Freeman. Thank you, Con. We appreciate your call. And this vote in the Constitution taking place in November about the woman's place in the home wording. I will be voting no. And it is vital for these words to be maintained to prevent communism, to prevent communism in Ireland. Who's all familiar with that now? Well, I suppose I was brought up in a house where we prayed for the conversion of Russia. <laughs> So that's about all I can say to that. And did did it get converted to Russia? Well, I wouldn't like to think well, so, I'll given just, what's going I'll on at the moment. That. Okay, they're they're coming up with this vote uh, about. Okay, I suppose to always consider that the woman's place was in the home, which is wrong in my point of view. Oh, but yeah. at the end of the day, like they can change whatever they they wish, but it's still going to continue. I, I'll say you'll probably still see women being discriminated in the workforce and everywhere else. Uh, and uh, are they going to? Yeah, will words change anything? I don't think they will. Well, I would say the most prominent person in the home is the woman, it the is. mother. But I still believe that we need to change the constitution i would be in favor of taking that out of the constitution yes but if it's only a form of words what does it mean but your words are like leaves aren't they where we have most of them nonsense like we, had, we, had, we had words today in the door like for yeah. uh, that, that chain that got six independence to vote with the government and still now it's going to mean nothing well turkeys won't vote for christmas the yes. independents voted with the government because they didn't want an election well it's be that, blunt about it that's yeah. next week well, Deborah, this was a dummy run for next week. Yes, but it's next week now, so we'll see where they are. We'll, we'll see with other independents what they'll do. What did, the, what did the government actually offer tonight in relation to the evictions, anyhow? What changes are coming in? Well, uh, sorry, these were there all the time. Uh, the issue of the, uh, the uh, local authority being asked by the house where Pat O'Donovan might be a tenant. So if you're under a tenant under threat of eviction... Now the council are one of the approved housing bodies are likely to purchase the house and yeah. keep you there. Okay, that's I think that really is the kernel of what I heard an interview on that now today in the mm -hmm. news at one o'clock mm -hmm. time, and the, the minister in question failed to answer the minister O'Brien the question of the interview. The, the tenant has first refusal. So you have to offer it to the tenant. If the local authority buys the house, yeah. okay, it may be a family home and we might just have one tenant in it. Now, it doesn't make sense to leave Pat O'Donovan in a three-bedroomed house on his own. No, okay. I'm on a different kettle of fish. Uh, you know, we're uh, I'm saying purposes. the house is going for sale and uh, the, the, the tenant is getting first option mm -hmm. to buy it. Mm -hmm. Not the tenant. It's been bought for the tenant. Yeah, 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 but it's a yeah. tenant is buying it. It's been bought for the tenant, we'll say. No. But to get the value of that property, you would have to put it up on the open market. Yeah, yeah. To get the, the open market value of it. No, but how do you get the open market value of anything? Well, you get it when you put it up for sale. Oh, absolutely. Not for the opinion. But, well, to be fair now... Uh, Two auctioneers would give a reasonable value. I would yeah. expect you one, and I'm sure there are yeah. several others in town. Yeah. But it's like quite us. possible, though, that if you did put it aboard up in it and advertised it, that uh, you could get more. Yeah. But the owner of the, the, the property is not allowed to do that under this new regulation that's coming in. 
I can't say I don't know that. That's what my understanding. But, but, that's but what I, I would have ex- expected that should be the average of two values. Yes. And yes, the yes, and yes. the owner of the property still has the right to refuse. Not right a, to appeal. Not according to distinct. Uh, yeah. But you were not in a democracy if they have the right to appeal opinion, it. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. my understanding. Real. One of one of the things. Well, I my opinion on it was that it was very vague, Pat again, yeah, by yeah. the minister, and you know there were it's it's only a gimmick really. Because, I mean, first of all, I, you're right about the actual, the tenant was going to, we said the tenant was going to have the first option, number one. Mm. That's, that, that, that's the fact. The, the, the tenant couldn't buy, like, a jacket for Gooseberry. Because well, he would be inside. Uh, he, he will provide the money. So well, yeah. well, you see, no, but this is where we come in today. This is where, where now, when I see uh, something in my site, about right here about local authority, how do you think, how long is it going to take, like, for the local authority to come to a decision, number one? They can't decide on any issue. Now, it's been told, we're told by the minister today, and, like, what you said is right, the valuation then it comes into the equation as well. And who's going to value the house? He said an independent valuer. Now, we know, like, houses are... are a rare thing at the moment. The location is going to dictate a lot of the the, the value of the house, the condition of the house. So I mean, it's a real area like of confusion. And number one, it's a man's constitu- a constitutional right to sell his own property. Mm-hmm. And your value, of course, as we discussed yeah. tonight, comes down from Dublin. Correct. That's the problem. As a pint Ex- by the well, limited county not, council, not who that wouldn't be familiar with local well, values in the sorry, first place. The auctioneer is selling property on behalf of the council. But if if we're dealing with a scenario, unless they change that as well, if we're dealing with a scenario with regard to valuations, the valuations are done by local people, Pat. Now, you and, you and, you and I, yeah. as the owner of a house, if I'm renting it to you, have the right to tell them who I want it valued by, and they have the right to get you to value it or someone else. But, but so it has to be average. Yeah. O- sorry. This has to be driven by the property owner, number one, and the the council are and the in the main here it's not the council that's going to be buying those yeah. it's the approved uh, housing uh, bodies uh, well, and there is another pro- sorry <laughs> there is another problem that you may not be aware of with the approved housing bodies if you get a tenancy from an approved housing body uh, you're paying differential rent you do not have the right to buy that house at any time into the future and there are a lot of people out there that want to buy their houses and become homeowners into the future if you get a local authority house. You can, can purchase can, the house. Yeah, yeah. So that is discriminatory as well. Now, Jerome and I were said, sorry a second, excuse me, sorry a second now. Uh, but Jerome and I were at this meeting down in the Devon Inn, and one of the members from the council, I asked a question uh, privately with him sitting at the table with us. Why is it that when the county council are getting estate agents, auctioneers, to deal with their properties, mm-hmm. they have to go to Dublin to get them, whereas the local estate agent auctioneer mm-hmm. is paying rates mm-hmm. to Limerick County Council yeah. for having his business in the towns and cities of County Limerick. And then I refer to the bicycles, mm-hmm. these bicycles for the Greenway, mm-hmm. that it was given to a crowd in Dublin. As was the and in fairness to the guy from the council, you know his name, mm-hmm. he, he gave a very answer. He explained it for the first yeah, time the I correct, ever had it explained. answer, yes. I ever had it explained. You might, you might tell, now, tell us what he said. 
Well, basically, it was public procurement that led us to where we're at. And they have to. Uh, public procurement means what? Public procurement means you have to go public, public. and you have to advertise to all and sundry. Uh, a tender to all and sundry. Is, and they come back, but the cheapest. That's confined to Ireland, is it? There's such a thing as a European tender as well. Yeah. yeah. So if it's over, I think if it's o- if the value of what their mm. the contract is more than fifty grand, it has to be European tender. Yeah. So I presume there are very few houses, and we should be wrong. So Tom, when we were criticised in Limerick City and County Council, they had no choice in the matter. They said they have to go for the public procurement, uh, yeah. and they have to take the but lowest, the lowest. But this is where no, no, he's right. He's right. What he said. But Tom, where this needs to change is legislation at national level. Where it needs to change is fair play, and and Pell's Act removed. That's what it means. Don't don't. Surely the guy know. Two experienced men like yourself, a top politician, top politician here, didn't listen to, wouldn't be listening to that kind of rubbish from an official of Limerick City and County Council. Like, Pity, I don't care who he's like. Tomorrow night, Tom, there's a meeting in a dare, and I suggest you go down there and there question the individual. Because I'll tell you why I won't be there. Because the people that will be there from the council will be the very same as Taylor's dummy sitting up in front. <laughs> oh, no, no. no question. I, I've attended a lot of meetings with those individuals, and I have a lot of dealings with them. And I'll tell you, the guys on his throat, I wouldn't send the most for a message. Tom, you'll be behind the door when they're giving out the money. Because if you don't go tomorrow night, no. there'll be no money for you. Now, Christy, well, you're well, trying well, to well, for the past ten minutes. Christy, well, Kelly, please, let's, let's give well, Christy a chance. You, you, you speak of evaluations, like, yeah. what is an ev- evaluation at the moment? You, you just don't know. I happen, as it happens, I, I know of a house in a, no, in, a, in a prominent town in another county. And it went up for sale, and the asking price was three hundred and forty thousand for a semi-detached three-bedroom house. Now it was a prime area, all right. What has it gone to at the moment? Over four hundred. Four hundred and twenty-five thousand. It's gone to. Two years ago, it was bought for three hundred and twenty thousand. The two. So, so how? But valuations, it's all yeah, about demand. But, but it's dem- supply yeah, and demand. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. The two houses that I referred to earlier. There was a value of 160 put on one and 185 put on the other. One sold for 225 and the other sold for 246, I think. Now, our auctioneers in Dublin didn't exonerate themselves very well because the deals haven't completed and we're still looking at them a year and a half later. Sure, that's it. That's valuation. My, my, my opinion on valuations is the value of anything is what somebody is what two, two people or more are prepared to pay at a given time. Say yeah, well, Pat, but, you but might Pat, and uh, that is not actually value. You, you, Pat. It's just what they're costing. Is you, not, I won't price, say it's value. It's the price. You mightn't like it, but I'll refer to an old lady. She's dead now, and she went in full battle dress to the Falkland Islands forty years ago, and she had an expression: "You can't buck the markets." And it's about the only thing I agreed with her yeah, on. Yeah. But you see, this is you see, this. No, what we're talking about here is. We're talking about a very serious matter about housing, about evictions, about the about the disposal of the house that mm-hmm. that that the landlord wants to sell. Now, the, all this talk is going to first of all, it is going to, I mean, up the prices, up the actual people that want to sell the house and get out now while the while the fat is hot, like and, and while the all the talk is going on, while the values are high, and it is the values and the actual disposal and the the the, the red tape that's going to come into into play when the authorities we call them 
like start to uh, and let and let that be those the 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 issue that you made there about the, the voluntary housing that's mm-hmm. I'm surprised that I I didn't know that now but I can see well I mean very well mm-hmm. where again you're building up another really huge yeah. huge stock of houses not owned by people themselves and will never be owned by the people themselves and and I, I know of instances where they're buying up they're, they're buying up houses and I heard that they're buying them up at inflated prices as well you know and this is government supported I mean housing agencies so the whole thing is is in disarray and in a mess because of, of what thing of what the reason for his incompetence and useless people in jobs that they can't actually do only talk and that is comes to the whole. If you in in any in any occasion in any factory or business or shop or whatever it is, farm, if you can't make decisions and if you're not in your job, if you're not on the ball, you're not, you you're not you won't be able to do the job. And that's what's happening here for the last twenty years. But now it's gone it's gone out of control now. Just on this, Tom, here in this town, you have Tua. You have Cluid, you have Respond, you have Focus Ireland, you have Father McBerry, and you have Cooperative Housing. And out the villages, you have Community and Voluntary Housing, who are superb, because they're the communities looking after their own. But the others are businesses, Tom. Business, correct. Mm-hmm. I, I, agree, I, I agree with you 100%, but I'm surprised in actual fact that I, I, I wasn't aware of the, of the ownership situation. That's you know? the way it is. And, and, you see, and, and again, this is an area, you see, that, that the government uh, are using as well to try and get people into houses. And I don't mind how people get into houses, but, but I believe that the whole situation is that the demand now and the, the state of the housing and the cost of the housing has gone out of control. And, you know, that is a big problem. And Tom, who funds the approved housing bodies? Where's the funding coming from? Coming from the exchequer. Exactly. It is. The, the, the taxpayer. Yes, yeah. where is it coming from? The housing the yeah. housing finance agency. Correct. Well, that would another another board, board with a, yeah. a, a, a bunch of fat cats on That's it. That's like yeah. a, the public-private partnership for, for yeah. tunnels and for roadways. And the ESP Group has today reported an operating profit of $847 million in the year mm-hmm. end of December. Up from six hundred and seventy million in twenty twenty one, so they made eight hundred and forty seven million. It said that the increase was mainly due to the impact of higher wholesale prices, yeah. generation and trading businesses bought in Ireland and the UK. It's a huge amount of profit, while people are in huge difficulty. It is horrific, and they can give refunds to the businesses, but they can't give them to the domestic uh, users. Now, yeah. I don't know why, but it sounds extraordinary that a business can get a, a refund of some of that surplus money, but yet the the, uh, the private householder can't get any of it. Now, they did give them a nominal 50 quid or something of discount during the year, from what I can gather. Like that shows why the, 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 the energy prices should have been capped, because they're, yeah. the companies are making vast amount of, of money. Profits, extra profits, and if the prices should have been capped instead of, these hand, instead of these handouts. And, and sorry, now, on that very point, we know what profit the ESB made. But think of um, Scottish and Southern. Think of all the ones that are from outside the state. And they did a lot better because their um, solar energy, etc., was produced at the same, or more or less the same cost. So they didn't suffer the impact that others did in terms of the cost of gas or I think there's very few coal burners now.
Now we'll hold that there, folks. We'll be back to you in a little couple of minutes after that break. You're tuned to West Limerick 1 or 2, your local community radio station broadcasting from Newcastle West. <coughs> On the panel tonight is Christy Kelly, Jerome Scanlon, Tom Ryan. My name is Pat O'Donovan. This program is live on 0696600. If you want to text in or call in 0696600 or 087 <coughs> We'll be back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limwick 102 FM on the 22nd of March 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Christy Kelly and Councillor Jerome Scanlon as this is the podcast of County Views. The phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. And we were talking there. Tom, do you want a quickie comment there on DSB profits? Oh, I do, of course, Pat. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a shocking situation where a semi-state, they're a semi-state. I understand that they're owned by the state, like, and they contribute so much, so many, so much to the state every year. And, that, uh, you know, they were up to, quite recently, they, they were, they had no opposition. That kind of profit margin is absolutely outrageous considering the charges that they're applying to their suppliers or to their customers. And it also applies across the board that in, in an emergency situation, and Christy is, is 100% right, all those charges, when the pressure came on and when, when, the, when, the, when, when the war in Ukraine took, took off, they all used it and like it was used and by companies, in, in particular the energy companies, to rip off the, their customers with total and complete, like they were allowed to do it. And it should have been sanctioned, which are, it should have been capped, we should have been interpreting more, and that is the proof of the pudding. And if you look at, at, at even those figures now, I mean, you can have an, if you wanted to be a kind of a, a, a suspicious mind, 850 million, you could add another 850 million to that when, you, when all the knots and crosses and the X's and O's that, that, that their accountants are quite capable of, of manipulating and submitting a final figure. You know, I mean, that's a, another area that that has to be looked at. So it's a, it's a disgrace when you see that kind of profit being made by an energy company in an emergency war situation. It's a scandal. Okay, they have an see. account, sorry, they have an account for a little girl called Miscellaneous. And that's where you find the real meat in corporate companies. Company. What goes into miscellaneous doesn't need to be on the profits yes, this year. Which will we yeah, see prices every day now, every, every item now, they, yeah. now the way the prices are going up on a yeah. daily basis. Okay. And Christy, you can see the amount of and businesses. I can't see why they, they, there is a necessity for that. It's just a rip-off and, and, and that just 
ripping it while they can. Well, sure, there's no war in the U.S. Oh, there's no war in the Middle East, right. Mr. Lake. And the oil is still flowing. I mean, the gas was used, like, from Russia, was used as, as a kind of a, as, you know, for to cover everything. And like. 40% of our, our, our electricity is supposed to be coming from wind, and wind is free, so yeah. I can't understand why the prices should be and actually be coming down instead of going up. Co-ops did quite well, also, uh, fertilizers, etc. Well, sure, that's another rip-off job uh, mm-hmm. as well, yeah. you know. But now they're, 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 they have a problem because a lot of the big uh, main users and the, the big farmers are bringing it in directly from the north from the by north. the lorry load, yeah. you know, and it's way cheaper. How I, I, I don't know how it's so cheap there because it's maybe 40% cheaper. So, cheaper yeah. you know, but I see that there was another monopoly that was held here, you know, I mean, by the co-ops. But, uh, but there are... No, there's a big problem. They're not selling it because it's coming in from the north. Now, another thing that I was <coughs> there during the week, guard sergeants, mm-hmm. etc., that category of guardie are taking the commissioner to, that is the guard commissioner, to court over the rust, rustrum. The rustring. The rustring. As far as I know, and this is probably what you're referring to there, they brought in these trees. 12-hour shifts during, during COVID, COVID for yeah, efficiency. Yeah, yeah. And they would appear to have worked well. And a lot of the guard, even what I can gather, were quite happy with them. But I think this may well be what the issue is about. They had a march there last week mm. in Dublin about the top. Well, it's, it's shocking, the situation, that, that our guard inspectors and sergeants and guard in general have to... Uh, are in... Are in... in talks, I mean, with, with the Commissioner, like, who appears to be out of touch, really, I think, myself. And we've discussed it here more than any more than any other item on the programme since we started the programme about the management and the structures within the Gardaí and, like, and how, how in actual fact, it, it, like, these situations develop. And when you see the middle management structure of the Gardaí in dispute with the top management, sure, I mean, it, the whole thing in this area. You have a minister that hasn't made any comment about this. You know, we're talking about criminality, we're talking about the drug situation and, and uh, you know, and the whole, and, and the violence that, that that's where, and the murders as we talk about here every week, and, and, and the whole breakdown of law and order in areas of the country like where the Gardaí can't even go, and when, when they go, they're, they're rammed and they're burned and they're fought and they're injured and, they're, and they have to go they have to take their go in and go off duty and you know go and throw another rigmarole so it's an, an absolute disgrace Pat and you see that our top management of the Gardaí are being now exposed to this that they're not capable of managing themselves that don't mind anybody else it's and a if, that's it, Tom. Oh, it is yes and on top of that Pat this, the management of the Gardaí now is, is is actually from I, I I think there was we mentioned it here last week I think it was uh, Canada Canada I mean like uh, and and the north and yeah. they have you can be certain sure that the north that they have the influence that they that they bring is in total contradiction of what's already there and also there's a lot more there than we know about. And I think myself that this is a situation that's not been handled again by the government. It's like the housing. It's like you couldn't make it up. 
these people that are that these ministers that we have, well, they're, they're ministers, she's in maternity leave. That'll tell you, like, I mean, how, and you, you have a, another minister now acting on his own ministry and justice as well. Like, I know they're going to appoint in judges. So, I mean, you couldn't make this up. The idiots that are running this country, like, I mean, and that you couldn't describe it as anything else. They're just not competent and not well, capable. We can't, we can't call them idiots, Tom. They're all elected by the people and they're all highly qualified, highly Highly qualified for what, Pat? I don't see them qualified for anything <coughs> myself. They can't, they can't do their job anyway. They're, they're number one. Ex- experts are fully qualified to do nothing. Yeah. They're only frontmen and figureheads. That's, and that's, that's, they're yeah, only and, figureheads, and, really. And really, that's what happens when they get to the top. And, uh, and they are going to allow the world representing us. Well, that's yeah. another day's work. No. On television last night, I don't watch television, but well, I have to right. see the, last, the, last the night's one, antisocial behaviour and the abuse that shop assistants and shopkeepers are getting and the amount of pilfering taking place. And then Tom mentioned it there a while ago, we mentioned it almost every week. Murder, murder, murder. murder. And zero tolerance. And, and it doesn't create any sensation. No one seems to be battled. No one gives a, a damn. If there were yeah. five murders in the but one week. Sure we, continue, we, we have talked, spoke about it here several times yeah. about, about Gardy and the Where's Beat. Zero Gardy and the Beat. And there's no deterrent because the people that are at this, they don't see any Gardy. And, and the Gardy. The guard they will just pass along in a car well, or whatever, and the, there's no beat the on the street. Deal, it's not their fault. The sentence is harmless and as well. W- and worse again, I know of somebody who uh, there was a problem at Halloween. Okay. Newcastle West. No, there was lots of problems in Newcastle West, yes. but this was well, well away from here. And the guard, it was a group of youngsters, boys and girls, creating mayhem. And one of the force went back to the site where the problem was. And one of they'd run away, and one had returned, and was abusive and whatever, and was decided that this person would be arrested, fifteen-year-old, taken back to the guard station, because the individual was under fifteen. The member of the force couldn't lay a hand on him. The person in question is out of work since because he got kicked and kicked and kicked, and his part of his anatomy was damaged because of this young one. Okay, what do you do about them? Now, to me. The problem begins in the home. Parental responsibility has gone out of the window. And this is why we're dealing with what we're faced with. Well, I have to agree with you there, Jerome. You see, like, I mean, this is the situation that, you, that you've arrived at now. You know, that, that, that uh, even the Gardaí are not able to, are not, are not able to do that, do, to protect the actual... They can't protect themselves. Themselves. Um, and even if you look at the camera situation with the body cameras, they took two years that they're talking about it for five years. It's still not in, in, in place. And, uh, you know, and, and the, I was in I was in, 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 in Limerick last Friday night. We went in for something to eat. I'm telling myself. And it would frighten you. I mean, St. Patrick's Night, like, I mean, it was unbelievable. The drunkenness, the, the, the amount of youngsters, there were, there, there were only more 12, 13, not none of the most of them were only, they, were, they might as well be naked. And all, all drunk, probably, I don't know what else they had taken, but there were thousands of them just running amok around the city. For all the pubs were packed, they were all this. I was listening this morning to, to experts on alcoholism. They, were, they blamed everybody except the reason for the problem. There was there were terrible sympathetic with alcoholics, and nobody but everybody is like. But nobody is looking at the cause. 
of, of this. This violence is, is due to alcohol and drug abuse. And uh, as you rightly said, Jerome, parental control is, is not there anymore and there's no responsibility anyway. No respect. No, well, respect. No is, respect. Respect is yeah. not the way uh, That was thrown out of the dictionary years ago. But the amount, the amount of celebration, you see, when you hear the word celebration, like in Ireland, it's about being drunk or your mind. And like legalising drugs is being bandied about at the moment. Are we done that? It is more than bandied about now. I they're mean, trying to legislate for it. They're actually going to legislate for it. And they have, the, they have the citizens' parliament now discussing it. Tom, if we legislate for that, we're legislating to protect the criminal who's supplying the drugs. Well, we're setting up a business now where we, where these people that supplied drugs were breaking the law previously. That's what it yes. Well, it's looking like it now. There's a, there's a huge lobby. In, it, there's a huge lobby there for to, to make uh, cannabis legal. Starting at cannabis. For the few minutes that are left, I, I, I'm going to keep harping on that. People who say you keep repeating yourself. We had John O'Donoghue, the Kerry TD, some years ago. He was, and some mayor in New York did it as well. Zero tolerance. We have murder. We have antisocial behaviour rampant, and nobody seems to be doing anything about it. Where is zero tolerance? How is it? No minister, nobody is saying this is going out of hand. Like I was talking to a good friend of mine there, Philip Lynch. He'd been on here with us from time to time. He'd be on the radio here. He was on the phone to me there for ten minutes about murder, murder, murder compared to his 86 years of age. Mm-hmm. When he was young, it didn't happen. If there was one or two in the year, yeah, it one was considered. But now there isn't even a, a, a bustle about it. Not a word on you call out the name and it's gone off the news. It doesn't even get the news headlines, Tom, anymore. It used to be the news headlines one time. Now it could be, might need to mention, well, down has, the line. So the has no fact, value. No, it just happens and that's it. Why is there okay. not any attempt made to curtail this thing? Plus the sentences are too light, the deterrent aspect of it is all. The deterrent, yeah, the deterrent is one problem. There is no deterrent, okay? But drugs have a lot to do with this. The way people live nowadays, people lived uh, 40 years ago, they conformed to what was expected of them. No, the Catholic not. Church had a big influence on the, the way people lived long ago. Yeah, they did. There was a, there was fear was bred into people. Yeah, yeah. So you didn't go out. And you, Mr. Albert Pierre Pint came over here from time to time from the UK, and I think that frightened a lot of people as well. You know, I'm not. I'm are not you, an advocate. You're suggesting we've been back hanging. I'm not <laughs> for one minute, but and I, I would be against it because people were hung on the wrong. I, I, but the bottom line is you do need some but type Mr. of Scanlon, mm-hmm. there's lots of people being murdered in the wrong as well. Oh, no, and no, people. But you see, you need what, what, what we need to do here is, you know, you need to look at what's happening in front of our eyes. Mm-hmm. We see our young people that have, that have totally taken over with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Alcohol and drugs. Like at 12, 13, and probably underage. Now, that is the problem that we have that, that is there now. It's not the way it's coming, it's there, and it'll only get worse. And it, it has, in actual fact, all, totally out of control. And that's all been because why? It's what we want to do, everything in this country. Let it be a match, let it be anything, a wedding, and better to all drink. And it can't be celebrated. You can't be celebrated unless you get a stoicious drunk. 
and that he's coming to that. And, the, the, and that's referring right down the line, down to the, the children coming out of primary school. And Tom, some of them leave home yeah. with the drink consumed. It's not what they're spending in the pub. They, you know, there's a lot of drinking. Uh, youngsters go out for the final drink. But it's a shocking situation where we, have, where we are like, and that we are accepting that. And now, Christy, uh, we're looking at legalising drugs. That's exactly what You legalise alcohol and it's not being the, the, the alcohol, I mean, rules well, are not being actually... I hate to say it, when we legalised abortion, yeah. what's left? You opened the door then. Yeah. Right, folks, yeah. time is up once again. My sincere thanks to Christy Kelly, Councillor Jerome Scanlon and Tom Bryan and all sorts of various people who called in and uh, Ida Hessian also said me miss a little earlier uh, Ida and sorry to hear of your recent bereavement and that's about it for tonight folks and uh, until next week take care thank you 102 FM you've just been listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on Westland Week 102 FM on the 22nd of March 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm Christy Kelly and Councillor Jerome Scanlon joined Pad O'Donovan and Tom Ryan for the discussion. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.